0: Welcome manifiners. If this is your first time joining us, then this is a place where listeners are invited to expand the God box with many epiphanies, embrace spirituality over religion, and actually walk out the two greatest commandments in life, to love God and love others as we love ourselves. If we have not met, I'm Alina Van Dyke, your podcast hostess, and I hope to bring mindfulness and awareness to your spiritual life. And by that, I really mean your daily life, because here I believe that everything is spiritual today I have a treat for you. I am bringing back a throwback. This snapshot of an episode is from April 3rd of 2017. It was titled Demolition, and it is about catapulting you into the next stage of life. The theme in this was talking about relationships, about soul care, about hitting rock bottom, which is really bringing awareness to your lack of self-care. And It was all centered around miniphanies that came to me while we were remodeling our house back in 2017. And so I hope that you enjoy this snapshot, and I will be back to make commentary when we're done. I was challenged again today that I need to avoid saying yes to things that are good, to make sure that I have time for what's best, and... I think we all need this message sometimes. I know I need it right now, so I'm preaching to the choir today, but I hope that it feeds your soul too um, and encourages you, if nothing else, to know that you're not the only one. Sometimes giving of ourselves leaves us really emotionally drained, and sometimes the people who don't appreciate what we do for them and take advantage of us or our kindness or generosity or willingness to work It eats away at us in this way that we fully can't comprehend on the surface, but we know deep down and it doesn't set right with us. And so then when we don't act on that or let it go, when we let that relationship continue, sometimes it creates tumors of resentment or frustration or becomes a burden and it's not healthy for us. It doesn't support our highest good. Sometimes we agreed to do something, but over time we lose our joy in the process, our joy in the work. And what was once amazing and fed our soul is now just okay and just another thing on the calendar. And we could be doing better things with our time. And that means it's time to say no. It's time to let things go. I'm going to encourage you again, find people who can support you they are out there. I have faith. I know that they are. Find people who know how to encourage you and who will call you on your crap or hold you accountable and seek them out and feed those relationships. Say no to the people that are just another appointment on your calendar and contact the people who feed you and say, I want to put you on my calendar. Speak your truth to people. Let them see you when you're overwhelmed and vulnerable as well as when you're strong and full of magic and conquering the world. And sometimes before we can grow, we have to hit rock bottom. And I think these moments where we hit rock bottom are not necessarily really rock bottom. I don't mean out on the street, but they're a moment that we feel like breaking down or they're a panic attack, or they're a minute of, I can't do this, that pulls us down. But we can use those moments to set us straight. Those panic moments can be moments that catapult me and empower me to take care of myself. They make me realize that I never ate all day or that I've been so focused on clients all day that I never took the dog for a walk. They make me wake up to my own bad habits that I'm putting life and the rush and the ping, 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 and the crap to-do list ahead of my own self-care. They can be a wake-up call. Use those moments as a wake-up call. Listen to yourself and be aware of your needs. I mentioned we're having work done on the house, and if you've ever had the yard or interior remodeled, then you know that demolition is dirty. I know from the DIY channel, or I did before, or home improvement shows I'm sure you've seen, that there's things flying around, it's a mess, there's nails sticking out, people have to wear masks, and yet you can't have this beautiful remodel until you take a sledgehammer to the wall and that's a dangerous place when change is happening the inner house of our soul is the same sometimes we need a remodel and you need friends who can come into the house of your soul and speak life and help you hold up a wall while you nail it in without stepping on an open wound and sometimes they do step on wounds or they get snagged on a nail that's sticking out, or forget to wear safety goggles. And we need friends who can recognize those triggers with us and give us grace in the midst of our pain. We need friends who will come back the next day despite our anger and pain and check on us. And that being said, we need people who will hand us the hammer and encourage us, but who won't enable us. We need people who will make us nail up the wall and watch us do the work and encourage or guide, but not do it for us. And all that being said, we need to do that for others. When people are growing and changing and eager to better their lives, it can be messy for them. It can be hard for them to say no. There can be conflict. There can be that sludge that rises to the surface. Unexpected triggers, like mold behind a wall that sets you back. And then there can be this discovery that someone hid hardwood floors, right? There can be the amazing and beautiful treasures that you never expected until you pull down the ugly wallpaper and see what's behind. And this may seem like a silly analogy to some, so I apologize to you, but I think it's really excellent. What messages have you told yourself over and over that they stick to your soul like wallpaper? Are you willing to go through the demolition process and tear things down and remodel? What do you want to hang in your soul home? Is it gratitude, kindness, compassion, gentleness, self-control, love? How about forgiveness, self-worth? These are really powerful and lovely things Meditate upon them and recognize when your pain comes out of your mouth and scratches someone else. It happens to us all. You've probably seen the quote I'm sorry to all the people I hurt while I was hurting. That's so true. We act out of our pain, but if we can work through our pain, if we can pull down the wallpaper and put something else up, if we can forgive or release or repent, then we can hang new wallpaper. Welcome back to 2021. <laughs> it is so funny to hear my own voice give me wisdom from what, four years ago? It's kind of weird. But I gotta say, I was smart back then because one, don't settle for good, wait and ask for God's best. That is so true. And two, seek community, really good quality people iron sharpens iron. Bad company corrupts good character. Who you surround yourself with really matters. You want to dress like the position that you want in a job and you want to hang out with other people that are in that circle of life, then you got to do that in the world. The same in the spirit. You need a good church and a good community and a good group of friends that really spur you on to burn for the Lord, to like really set your heart on fire. It is so easy to be lukewarm. And in Revelation, that's a big deal. The Lord's saying that if you're lukewarm, he'd rather you be hot or cold, like make a decision. And so we don't want to be double-minded. We don't want to be flipping back and forth about things. And it is, it is the people around us that hold us accountable. It's the people around us that will pray with us, spur us on, encourage us to keep running the race, even when it's hard. And so seek out those people. Don't settle for good instead of best. And don't settle for a community that really doesn't feed your soul. They are out there. Go seek them. Pray for them, ask for them. That's the thing is like, we are supposed to be children who ask. And so if we are lacking anything in our life, all we have to do is ask and say, Lord, you say I need good people surrounding me. You say that I was built for community. You tell me even to love my neighbor as myself. Show me who that my neighbor is. Show me who those people are. Like lead me to them. I need people to love and he'll be happy to bring you people that you can love well. And last, um, my third takeaway was to just be present to yourself. It is so easy. Nothing, Nothing has gotten better since 2017. It's only gotten worse. We are so busy. We are such a world full of distraction and social media and this and that and this and that. And even as you listen to this podcast, I remember in many old episodes, I used to say, that I wish you were sitting with me and that you were hearing me actually speak to you because I'd give you a comfy chair and I would give you a cup of coffee or tea or whatever and I would just make you feel at home so that you really could just sit and absorb and be fully present. And I hope that you will be encouraged to do that, that you will put down your phone, put down other distractions, not not for me, but for the sake of being fully present in the moment. We, I used to be like, sincerely somebody that claimed that we could multitask. Like, absolutely, I can multitask. You watch me. But, you know, studies show that that's not possible. You might switch back and forth really quick between thing to thing. But the truth is that you're really only doing one thing at a time. And I think it's really godly. I think it's really holy even to be really present in the moment. When you are in the past thinking about yesterday, having um, you know, post-processing things, you are not living in the present, you're living in the past. And when you're feeling anxiety, you're living in the future, the anticipation of the future instead of actually in the moment. So both of those are bad signs. Like you're not actually in the moment unless you're really fully aware of what's going on. And I think by living in the past or living in the future, we really easily stop paying attention to ourselves. We stop paying attention to what our body needs to even not notice the need for hunger, for example. There's so many things that we just drink coffee and keep going or we zone out and we go, oh my gosh, it was a whole hour and I just scrolled Facebook that whole time or Instagram that whole time or whatever. Or we're just binge watching movies over and over and over and over and it's like, oh yeah, I thought I had to pee at the last commercial break. Like you're not even present to yourself, you know? And if you're not present to yourself, how can you be present to the people around you? And if you're not present to either one of those, how are you going to be present and in the moment with the Lord trying to listen to him? Like there's so many layers to this where in order to be present with the Lord. We have to be present in the moment. We have to be present to ourselves. We have to be present to our needs, to our wants. And if we're not in that place, then we're not going to be able to ask for things. We're not going to be able to do his word and love well or love him, you know? And so when we're rushing from thing to thing, I just encourage you to pause, to be present, to take a moment and go, what? what's going on around me right now like be aware of your surroundings be aware of what's happening in the moment and then just ask like lord what do you what do you have to say in this moment where are you in this moment how are you with me like he's always with you and he'll never forsake you and so here you are scrolling facebook and he's what just sitting there like i like he's always with you it's so beautiful. It's this wonderful mystery. And at the same time, I'm like, man, how much time have I wasted that I could have spent with the God of the universe, with the creator of all things? If we are called to seek out mysteries, if we are called to search him out and to seek him and to seek his face, that's what the Bible says. Then what are we seeking? What are we spending our time doing? I think that question has a lot of new meaning after COVID. Like there was so much downtime and so many people had to adjust their lives and were sitting at home and probably binge watching things and scrolling Facebook, right? Because especially since that was like a good way to have community through technology when we weren't able to see each other face to face. But if you guys are like me, I'm hoping that when I said we have to wear masks in the middle of that episode from 2017, it had new meaning for me. I don't know if that clicked for you or not, but with all the COVID stuff and with us having to wear masks, immediately there was a little miniphany for me. And it was that that analogy of demolition really fits what's happening in America right now. With caution, I would say the whole world, but I'll stick to my little continent And say that in my country, in America, it really feels like we're in demolition. And I think we have been since this all started. And so it just made me think of masks as a symbol that we are in demolition. And that sometimes a remodel is a choice. We choose to upgrade. And then there's other times that it's thrust upon us. Because God is the master carpenter and he's doing things. And he is with us in the demolition and it may not look the way we thought it was going to look. It may not be exactly what we wanted, but the master carpenter has a plan and he is shifting things and he is moving things and he is he is making demolition happen and he is rebuilding things at the same time. And so it just it hit me in the moment when I heard my my own voice say masks that I thought wow, there really is a remodel happening in America. And we, its people, get to choose if the wallpaper is going to be hate or love. We get to choose if the wallpaper is going to be unity or division. And so I, I just want to call us to action and say that we are responsible for our part. Your little room, your little house, your little community, your little circle of your inner circle of your close friends and then your extended circle of like extended friends and family, like you are responsible for the wallpaper that goes up around you, inside your soul, in the people around you, like speak life to them. After so much death this past, I'll say two years, we really need people that encourage and speak life and speak love and speak unity. And I don't mean the kind that's like, anything goes, I'll just love you as you are. Like we need healthy boundaries. That's a whole other conversation. But I am just going to say like, really have a conversation with the Lord about what's going on within you. Like you can't control anyone else, but you can encourage and you can lift them up. You can make a choice to make a good impact on the people around you. And then personally, when you're angry, when you're sad, when you're feeling depressed, ask yourself why and what is it that you have held on to way past its expiration date what is it that you're still looking at the wall crying wishing the wallpaper was the old wall even though the lord like replaced it with amazing tile like do you have gratitude you know i i put that whole i left that whole section i should say where i was saying what's the wallpaper of your soul is it forgiveness is it all these fruits of the spirit that i listed and I, I just, man, I'll just like emphasize that and be like, we are really in a time in America, at least right now after COVID, where we really need to choose and be aware of, of the wallpaper that we are hanging around us, what we are looking at, the news, whether or not we're looking at the news, the conversations we're having with people, whether or not those things that we are absorbing bring life or bring death. And I just, I encourage you to choose life, to choose the Lord, to choose to lean in. Like God is with us in the storm. God is with us as it looks like things are messy. He has not abandoned us. He is alive and active. And really he is the God of the resurrection. And so when there is death, it should be a sign that resurrection is coming because he never leaves us. In the grave, he came back, and so will we. And that means in this life and in the next. So I say that with confidence because I just, man, I just want to impart it to you. Say, have hope, my friends. This season that we're in will not last forever. And the light shines brightest in the darkest of days. So, my friends, if this miniphany gave you a mini epiphany, I hope that you will share it with a friend. If you know somebody that needed to hear my little prophetic rant at the end, um, then I hope that you will send it to them. And please leave a review. Please reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. I, I've been getting so many texts from friends of friends, basically sending me messages and being like, this was so good. I so needed that. And, and feedback. I appreciate both sides. So please leave me a message, DM me on Facebook, leave a comment on a post, do something to reach out. Do not leave a wall up between us. I am one of those good people that you can surround yourself with anyway. So until next time, manifiners. Oh no, wait. See, you thought it was over. I had a quick moment where I just realized that like, I've always said minifiners, but people might have not really understood why. So just really, really quick. I, it kind of started, you know, just like it's minifinies and these are minifiners. Like they're listeners that are many epifiner like listeners. I don't know, like smashing all the words together. But what really happened was once I realized that, and I, I have this on the blog, the epiphany is a revelation of Christ. We are little Christs. If we are Christians that have the epiphany of Jesus in us, so that when people run into us, they see a mini version of the revelation of Jesus, they see like a little Christ, then we are mini epiphanies, like walking mini epiphanies. And so that was that was just a place where it came from. Is like, you are a minifener. You are a mini epiphany. And so just so that you know where that came from, kind of a silly fun thing for you to take away is that you're a little mini epiphany or a little Christ. So anyway, minifiners, <laughs> until next time, from the bottom of my soul, thank you so much for listening.